I'll confess to you that I have two conflicting ideas in my mind throughout this pandemic. And maybe you have these same two ideas as well. On the one hand, we really want to go back to the way things were before this all started, to to go back to normal. But on the other hand, maybe we want things to be better than they were before, better than normal. So here's the deep question before us. What will normal look like? Will it mean returning back to something that we had before, or might it mean something else? In today's scripture reading, that's the kind of tension that is happening in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. You know, it's been two weeks since we last tracked the stories of our Bible Project 2020, and a lot has happened in our daily readings. The once mighty nation of Israel under King David has now split into a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. In 722 BC, the northern kingdom was defeated by the mighty Assyrians who scattered them all across the known world. And in 586 BC, the mighty Babylonian Empire defeated the southern kingdom, whisking about 25,000 of those folks away, mostly middle and upper class people, into exile, leaving behind only the poor to remain in Judah. For 70 years, those Israelites lived in exile in Babylon, And it was the single most traumatizing and conscious shaping event in the history of the Hebrew Bible. No single event, including even slavery in Egypt, was more significant than the Babylonian exile. More books and chapters and verses are devoted to describing the causes and the conditions and the consequences of the exile than any other event in the entire Old Testament. Now, we'll We'll spend more time this summer digging deeper into the exile when we walk through the prophets. But for now, make no mistake about it, these exiled Israelites really wanted to return. You know, when we started to put together the Bible Project 2020 last year, we we never dreamed that the stories that we would go through this year would be so timely and so relevant to the situations we find ourselves in. And today is a great example. I don't think it would be much of a stretch to suggest that that many of us feel exiled, far removed from what life was like before, distant from our rhythms and routines, and longing for a kind of comfort and stability and security that is starting to feel like a distant memory. And just like the exile was the most formative event in the conscience of the Israelites, this great pandemic of 2020 is going to shape our conscience forever. And the question that you and I get to wrestle with right now is what those Israelites wrestled with. What will return look like? Will it simply be a return back to the way things were before, or will it be something else? Now, even though Ezra and Nehemiah are two separate books in our Bible, many scholars actually consider them to be one book, one basic story. You might even look at it as one franchise of stories, a a trilogy, if you will. Three main characters, three main movements. So, here are the three simple words to remember all three of these important stories, words that are basically going to be the outline of the rest of my sermon this morning. And they are temple, walls, and heart. Temple, walls, and heart. First, there is Zerubbabel. It's a hard name to pronounce, but just remember the word rubble in Zerubbabel, because 
when he was given permission by the Persian king Cyrus to be among the first to return to Judah, what he and others found was heartbreaking rubble. The glorious temple that Solomon had built was now reduced to rubble, and it was the work of Zerubbabel to rebuild that place of worship. And most of us who are joining together this morning know what he was feeling, because we can't wait to get back to the Hyde Park and Portico campuses. We can't wait to look at each other in the eye again and and welcome each other in Christ. And I, I suspect that on that first Sunday back, we will sing a little louder and pray a little deeper, linger a little longer, and give thanks that things are back to normal. But at the same time, it would be okay to wonder if God might actually be nudging us into a new kind of normal as well, at least in terms of our faith and our spiritual practices. So many of you have said that the Bible Project and our small groups have been your lifeline and a a key to your connection with God and with one another. Might that become a new kind of normal in your practice of reading Scripture every day and being in a small group? This pandemic has opened up amazing creativity and innovation in our ministries in ways that we otherwise would never have had either the time or the bandwidth to create them. I mean, our staff has been diligent and and even enthusiastic about exploring new ways to make God's love real for, for all of you and for a wider reach of more people. Last Sunday alone, for example, we estimate that our Easter services throughout the day were, were attended, I mean, like actually engaged by over 5,000 people. Our discipleship and missions and, and worship ministries have been using digital technology to, to not only help our ministries survive, but thrive. And you have been a part of it. Every time you pray for the church, Every time you make a financial contribution, every time you send one of us a word of encouragement, every time you've stepped in to volunteer in capacities that we have never asked for before, and we don't want to lose any of that creativity and innovation, do we? So, with Zerubbabel, we can ask ourselves the question, what kind of normal do we really want to return to as a church when this is all over? back to exactly the way things were before, or something different, or maybe even a little of both. The second story of the trilogy involves Nehemiah. Again, not the most pronounceable name ever, but just remember the phrase Nehi in Nehemiah, because when he came back with another group of returned exiles, he discovered that the walls around the city were brought down low, like like Nehi. Now, as you read the story, you come to realize that he was rebuilding more than just the brick and mortar of the walls around the city. Because walls back then were not just a means of protection, it was a symbol of identity for the people. Those walls symbolized the kind of city that Jerusalem believed itself to be. And I think that this prompts questions for us about our city and our country. When this is all over, There will be a lot of rebuilding of our economy, our social connections, and our life together. And we now get to ask the question, do we want everything to go back to the way things were before? Or might we discover possibilities for a new kind of normal? In his article, Prepare for the Ultimate Gaslighting, 
on Medium.com by Julio Vincent Gambudo, which is an article that many of you have shared with me. Uh, he concludes with these words, We are a good people, and as a good people, we want to define on our own terms what this country will look like in 5, 10, 50 years. This is our chance to do that, the biggest one we have ever gotten and the best one we'll ever get. Gambudo then describes better ways for us to spend quality time with our families, wiser priorities with the money we spend, the organizations we support, and the truth that we tell. Greater care for our health professionals and a stronger emphasis on income equality and food security and, and a cleaner planet. And yes, he concludes, if we just want to live a simpler life, we can make that happen too. So with Nehemiah, we can ask ourselves the question, what kind of normal do we want to return to as a city and as a country and a world when this is all over? Back to exactly the way things were before or something different or a little of both? And finally, there is Ezra. Ezra is really important because his story reminds us that even more important than returning to the church and returning to society, we need to decide about the human heart, about what kind of character and decency and integrity you and I will have as a result of what we're going through. After the temple and the walls are rebuilt, Ezra creates a makeshift podium out of wood. And in today's scripture reading reminds us of who God is and what God has called the people to be. And as much as Ezra was calling people back to obedience to God, he was also calling them to be even better than they were before. The greatest difference that this pandemic can make is not just in the church or in the country, but in you. How will you be different now? How will you be changed for the better? In Easter terms, what will resurrection look like in you? Let's remember that in the Bible, salvation is not about returning back to the way things were before. It's about resurrecting. It's not about going back to the old life. It is about new life. When Jesus emerged from the empty tomb, his body did not return back to normal. It was a resurrected body. And when Paul talks to the Corinthians about what happens when we die, he says our, quote, perishable body puts on imperishability. Most often in the Bible, God is less interested in returning things back to the way things were before and more interested in making all things new, creating a new kind of normal, a way that is better than it was before. So what will resurrection look like in your heart when this is all over? Will you be more grateful? How about more patient? How about more observant of how your actions or inactions affect people you don't even know? How about the notion that we are all responsible for each other's well-being? What difference will there be in your priorities? What things will matter the most now that didn't matter as much before? And you know what? You don't have to wait until this is all over to begin practicing those things now. It's interesting. When Ezra stood on that makeshift podium and read the scriptures to the people, they shed tears. The Bible says that there were two conflicting kinds of tears in that moment. 
Some people shed tears of joy. Others wept in grief. Two conflicting ideas converging in that one moment. Maybe that's a good metaphor for what we get to wrestle with right now. When we return, what will normal look like when this is all over? Will it be a return back to the way things were before? Or will it be a new kind of normal? Or maybe a little of both? Let's pray together. God, we thank you for leading us through this period of exile, one day at a time, one step at a time. Help us, O oh God, even right now, to be captured by your imagination for what life can and will be like. Thank you for prompting within us creativity and innovation and the desire to be even better than we were before. We ask your blessing upon this church, this city, this country, and this world, but most of all, bless each of our hearts that we might live into the reality of the resurrection each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.